Welcome back to another episode of Chips and Tips. I'm here with my buddy Ross. My name's Todd. Hello, everybody. It's good to be with you again. And do you feel that, Todd? I know. We're, we're getting near the end of the school year here, the Ross. end of the school year has has come upon us. Spring fever is in the air. I can oh, tell you right everybody, now, our, kids, our building. <laughs> Absolutely. It is here. So that sounds like a good topic to, to talk about today. What do you think? Hey, I love it. We can definitely talk about some end in the year, but you know, as we get started with these, we always have a little bit of chip and dip conversation at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. just because that's part of what we love to do together. So it you is. got something today, Ross? Yeah. And we were actually sending each other uh, dip pictures last night, weren't we? <laughs> that's right. Comparing salsas. Right. Um, I, I got something new for us. So we always share like something that we like, a, a dip that we like, but um, I, I want to know from our listeners out there, I want a recommendation. So here's something that I've struggled with in my dip journey, um, salsa journey, is you go to like your local Mexican restaurant and they have the best salsa. But I go to the store and on the shelf, I can't find a salsa that just compares. And so what we actually started doing is we'll just order chips and salsa from our favorite restaurant in town. Um, like if we're having a party or something, we'll just order like a gallon of it for everybody. And because that, that beats it, but you know, from the day in and day out that is, so my question, I guess is, uh, has anyone found an, uh, a salsa on the shelf that compares to the homemade salsa that you can get in your local favorite restaurant? I love that you share that too, because we used to do that at a restaurant here in town before it closed down. We would just go order like several quarts of their salsa or their queso or something. But I've learned too, that if you go by like little farmer markets and stuff, there's always somebody at a farmer's market who has some salsa. Um, So I always try to look for that, but I was going to share today a little branch off of the chips. So I'm a huge Doritos fan. I know they're not great for you, whatever. I don't care. I don't care whether it's <laughs> branch or not for cheese. I like them both. Um, but I'm also a popcorn fan, especially Smart Pop. And mm. they have a new flavor that we got at Sam's um, last week that is a Cool Ranch flavored popcorn. And it is exactly like the chips. And it is so good. And it's healthier than the, than the Dorito chips, too. Okay. But cool I, have, I know that's not really a chip. That's but okay. It comes from corn, cool. which some chips are made of. <laughs> technically, I made the connection there. But anyway, so we'll, hopefully somebody will share us some good homemade salsa tasting that yeah. we can find so we can help Ross in his uh, in his northern area. Yeah, and that's salsa. another – that's that's a barrier. We You know, yep. um, there are not a lot of farmer's markets in – January in, in Indiana. Yeah. Um, they heat up a little bit in the summer. So I'm looking for something consistent. I can go to the grocery store and get every other week. That I satisfy love it. my needs. Okay. So what are we we're talking about end of the year this year, right, Russ? Yeah, end of the year. So let's how how do we end it? What do we do? What is it like? How do we not uh, yeah. pass out before the end of the year? <laughs> so I've definitely I've got um, several just tips and advice um, for administrators, for teachers. And, but uh, let's start right there and you just hit it. It's okay to feel the way we're all feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally struggle with this to have that kind of resentment of like wishing the year away. Um, but it is okay. And as educators, this is 
the most demanding job that you you can have, you know, and it, and it is okay to be exhausted. It is okay to be frustrated. Um, and it is okay to have that feeling that little Johnny is going to set you off um, if he does that thing one more time. Um, and that is okay. So, but with that comes my, my first real tip is to cherish this time as well. While we all can't wait for the first day of summer, um, soak up every school day that you have left. Soak up these memories you have with this class because you'll only have this class once. Yep. Um, and I, I tell our teachers and our staff here a lot that um, little Johnny will only be in third grade and he'll only have you as a teacher one time. Yep. So uh, what do you want your legacy to be? And I look back at my favorite teachers. I encourage everybody listening to, to take a moment, think about their favorite teacher that they had, um, you know, growing up. And what was that legacy? What were the memories you have of that person? Um, and a lot of times the memories go back to these last few months of school because um, it gives us an opportunity that we can really cherish time and take time and do some of the fun things that we haven't been able to do. So thoughts yeah. on that? You know, I, I completely agree with you, Ross, because I think when we talk about the end of the year, it is a time where everything gets piled up. Um, where you, if you're a teacher, you've got grades, you've got parties, you've got discipline, you've got parents, you've got district stuff, you've got clean your classroom. It's a lot. And if you're an administrator, it's a lot too. I mean, <laughs> you've got to get all that organized and all the paperwork in and, and jobs hired and, and spots filled and people rearranged and schedules ready. It is, it's a crazy time of year. And I think sometimes what I always am fearful of is that we get so caught up in the mundane issues and in the many complaints that come at the end of the year, because everybody's also very short fused that we don't always enjoy those final moments. And, you know, I, I think it's like what you said, we worked hard during the year. And for me, it's like the grand finale and you want the grand finale to be this uplifting, positive, happy experience, not this way stressed out experience. And it's hard to do that. But I think for me, it's just a every morning waking up and shifting my mindset. Every yeah. morning going, I know there's a lot on my plate right now. I know there's a lot going on, but I'm going to just really focus on what I can control in this moment. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy this moment. I'm not going to worry about what's due tomorrow. I'm going to, because for the kids, especially that we serve, that's their last experience with us. Yep. And so I don't want them to remember me as a stressed out teacher. I want them to remember me as someone that we, we really have a lot of great relationships with. And same with yeah. my staff. Yeah, that's great. Like you have had for the last eight months. Exactly. You know? So you don't exactly. want the one or two negative uh, interactions impact an entire successful great year. Yeah. I like that. Um, so celebrate you mentioned celebrate this is something uh that we do big here at, i was at gonna school. ask is there a way that you kind of end the year a way that yeah. you celebrate at the end because you, you know a great idea that i love that we do. okay you know me um well i think probably the people that have listened for a while are starting to get to know me i like to take something that has been happening and 10 times it right make it the biggest deal ever and so um, we started this three years ago, I think it was, and we had our traditional field day um, that would happen towards the end of the year. And it was fun, nothing against field days, um, but we said 
let's let's blow it up. It's time to make this a big deal. So on the last Friday of the school year, uh, we call this Final Friday. Dun dun dun. Um, and it's an all-out day of celebrating the school year. So we have our traditional field day games, but we also have a dance party outside. We also um, rent these giant blow-ups. Of and of course, you have a dance party. Yeah, you know, we have to. You know of course, me. you have a dance party. We're gonna dance. So we got dance party, bubble machines, everything out there. We rent blow-ups. Um, we're we're at a little farm town here. Uh, the first year I rented a combine blow up bouncy house. That was a big hit. Um, we incorporate a cancer walk. And so we raise money and give back to American cancer society in this day. Kids watch a movie and eat popcorn. I mean, it is literally an all out day of just fun and celebrating. And so uh, one of the things that I do for our staff as well, because they're having fun with their kids all day, but I want to take a moment and celebrate what we've done as a staff. And so we do this in two parts. Our paraprofessionals and support staff go and they, we, our kids eat out in the big field, grassy field, sack lunch, and just a big picnic. And they go out and they kind of supervise that. And all of our teachers come up um, and I grill burgers for them. And we wow, do this great big cookout. Awesome. And it's just 45 minutes of telling stories from the year and celebrating the year. And then, uh, we flip it and the teachers go with the students and the support staff comes up and um, grill out for them and, and have a, a big lunch. And so it's, they don't have to bring anything. It's not a carry in. It's I provide everything because I want them to just show up and, and eat, eat good food. And so um, they don't have to do it that way. You know, this is a rotation basis, the way we have that set up. Um, if anybody has questions, I can share it with them. It's, it's, it's an awesome day. Um, but I encourage you to take intentional time to celebrate together, you know, at, whether it's your teaching and it's with your class, if you're an administrator, take the time. Let's celebrate together as a school, as a faculty, um, because we're at the finish line and, and the race is hard and it is. And so um, teachers, kids deserve it. They do. Um, I always use your line. They deserve to be celebrated. Uh, you know, and I couldn't agree more. And I think, too, for me, uh, I always viewed the last of the year, too, as we got to laugh. Like, we got to get something in here that allows us to eliminate some of this stress. <laughs> because uh, it, it is, it's a hard end of the year, regardless of how we're ending it. And so for me, um, one of the things that we did was we try to have a lot of fun um, as a team. We try to laugh at each other, be silly, um, and not have it, those moments where all we do is take each take life too seriously. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we do, and the staff knows this is coming, so they're prepared, is at the end of the year when we get together for one of the final times, what we'll do is as, as many staff as who wants to brings silly gifts um, <laughs> and we get to give out silly gifts to each other and so like one year i got a toy fire truck um for being um uh the 911 caller of the year yeah uh, because it's something that happened on campus where we had to call 911 and it was crazy well, and, and as a principal you put out a lot of dumpster fires every well single day. that too <laughs> amen to that um, but you know, it was one of those silly things where it's just like, we just try to find silly ways to celebrate each other and, uh, kind of have this moment of laughter and not taking ourselves too seriously. 
Um, and so that's one way that we try to end the year. And I have absolutely loved getting to do that. Cool. That, that is good. Um, I, you know, it's so important just to, to enjoy the time, you know, it is a stressful job, stressful time and, and, but it's okay to, to enjoy it, soak mm-hmm. it up. So, um, I, I hate to like go and take a, a 180 here. Um, but I think it's so important for us as educators, um, to, to keep in mind the kids that are dreading the last day of school. Yes. Um, yes. and that's something I think our public does not see, you know, you, you really don't see, I remember I had a, a paraprofessional, um, her first year working here when last day of school was just bawling, you know, her eyes out. And she said, I, I didn't realize how many kids would be this sad on the last day of school, um, and tell me that they don't want school to end. And so there are a lot of different reasons. It could be they know, you know, tomorrow's meal, lunch is not going to be served to me. I'm probably yeah. not going to have lunch tomorrow. I'm going to have to yeah. you know, figure something out. Or they know the people that truly love and care for me are not going to be there tomorrow. I'm not going to go there for the next two months. Um, and that Maybe that this is the one safe place where they can be themselves at. Yep. And so, you know, so many different reasons, but the last day of school can be so hard for kids and why we, we celebrate and have fun and enjoy it and continue to do that. Be mindful of those kids. And I don't know, Todd, do you have any ideas of like how, how we could do that? Well, you know, I think that too, sometimes we just forget of all the stresses that are happening in our little ones' lives. Hmm. Um, we have a lot going on in our lives Um, And we have a lot of adult stresses that happen that I think it's easy to forget that that little kids have big emotions. Um, And so I think for me, it's just that constant reminder that they have big emotions and that's okay. Um, And 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 to know that I have to be making a cognizant effort to identify those emotions and validate those emotions and be prepared to help them work through them. Um, I think sometimes too, that's why, you know, even as teachers, do we count down to the last day? Heck yeah. Do we all advertise it? No, but we are counting down to some break time. Yeah. And so I think though, when those countdowns become very public um, and maybe we have a big countdown on the, on the board, for, for some kids, I've learned that that's such an anxiety inducer because no. that is just a reminder of when I'm not going to have anybody else. And it doesn't make any of the end of the year enjoyable for them. And, and I know teachers say, oh, we use it as a fun thing and, and we have little things and we're counting down to the party. And, and I get that. And, and I always say, you know, having good intentions can still lead to bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having that good intention of why you're doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's the best thing to do. And, and it's okay to look at something we've always done and kind of readdress it and see what can be done differently. But talking to some kids and seeing that and, and for teachers to go, Oh, well, that's just one or two kids. I want to come back and go, well, when did that one or two kid not matter? Yep. And it's kind of that reminder to me that if it doesn't affect us, it doesn't mean as much to us. Yeah. And so that doesn't mean it's not important. It's not important to somebody else. And and how easy is it to take away a countdown? Like it doesn't even hurt anybody to take it away. <laughs> um, but if it is hurting somebody by having it there, why can't we look at it differently? Yeah. Um, I think it's just about that kind of thing. Um, I'm not telling people not to count down to the end of the year. Trust me, we all do it. 
but what I'm saying is, is having it very public or, or having those kind of things where kids feel bad. And, and like you said, and just knowing that some kids struggle with that and being ready to help them know that it's okay mm-hmm. to feel sad. It's okay to feel that concern and that worry, but let's, let's talk about other emotions we can improve upon to help us work through that. That's I love that. Thanks for those tips. You're giving, throwing it out today, Todd, you got it. So, man, I'm thankful for you. Uh, one thing that I'll add to this, um, and I got this from Hamish Brewer, you know, the relentless skateboarding principal several yeah. years ago. Uh, it was something that I, I struggled with as a teacher and, and didn't do until uh, he kind of validated it for me and, and following him, reading his book. Um, just he, every day he tells his kids he loved them on the morning announcements. Um, and I do that all the time now. Uh, I tell our, you know, the kids here, I love you. I, I, I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, and so it is okay to, to give those kids a hug and, and let them know that you do love them, you care for them. Um, and then at the same time, it, for some, I think they need um, maybe provide them with some resources where they can can go over the summer and, and feel that value and feel that love and yeah. um, or maybe go get a, a free lunch. Um, you know, let them know where the free lunch programs are over the summer. And so um, just making sure that you, you're there and you're there to support them and be there for them. And so, but yeah, you're, you're right. You know, you talk about behaviors coming up at the end of the year. A lot of times, and I'm a firm believer in this, behavior is a, form of, a way of communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of our kids that are maybe acting like fools right now and we're scratching our heads, it's because they're trying to communicate with us that they don't want to leave us. Yep. Exactly. And, and I think, and, and we have to listen to that communication. I don't think we can ignore it or act like it doesn't matter. Or I think all that. And then the real thing is too, I mean, we focus so much on these kids, but the reality is some adults are really struggling with yeah. the school year too. Um, and I know people are probably like, what? There's no way. Like everybody's so excited. It's hard for some people. And I know as a first year teacher, and as a first-year principal, it was very difficult for me closing out the first year because I knew there were kids I wasn't going to see next year, and and I had and that was my first time building the types of relationships that I did because of the fact that I knew um, I knew how to do it, but I hadn't ever done it, um, and so I think that it was very hard. And, and and veteran teachers are like, oh, it'll it's not that big of a deal. Like you'll see them in the hallway. You'll, and I'm like, yeah, but they won't be my kids in my classroom every day. Um, and so those little things, I mean, just just I think it just comes down to being cognizant of those around you. Yep. Knowing that the end of the year is a time for celebration. The end of the year is stressful. <laughs> there are hard parts to the end of the year, um, but there there's so many different elements to this, and we have to think about all of them. That's something we both believe so much in: just being kind and being a good human. And that's what it comes down to, you know, valuing the person next to you, no matter what they look and act and feel like. So, um, as we start to fin- finish uh, today's episode, we're we're at the end of the year. We're celebrating. This is great. Uh, we get to that last day and teachers and administrators, it is so important to turn it off. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes time in the month of June or whenever your, your school is out, um, taking a week, two weeks, the month 
um, depending on what your role is and what you can do and turn off the teacher brain to turn off school, get away. Don't think about it. Uh, one of the things I'm doing for teacher appreciation week coming up is I'm buying a book for every teacher and I gave him a list of books. And I said, if you don't like any of these, write, write it in at the bottom, what you want. This isn't for a book study. This isn't, um, you know, something I'm going to give you a quiz over and you come back in August. This is something for you to read and turn your mind off school and just get away this summer in. And so um, take the time, take the intentional time for teachers. You know, my wife and I were both teaching. We would go to Florida literally the, the day we got out of school. We would, <laughs> we would have the car packed and we would go to Florida for a week. Um, now in my administrative role, I can't really leave the day after school. There's a lot of things, loose ends to tie up. Um, but in July, we always, you know, I, I turn it off, um, the first few weeks of July and, and get away and not think about it. And that allows us to recharge and re-energize, um, and gear up for that first day of school. Yep. Yep. And, and I think you're exactly right. It's, we, we talk about getting away and sometimes people like me will go back into the classroom and do things and try to get things done and, and try to be productive. But I think taking that time away is so so important. We have to be making sure that we are taking time for us and we mm -hmm. have to be refueling. Yep. And I think if you do it right, you know, that's why like I look at I have a teacher here this year that she's celebrating 35 years of, of teaching. And wow. It's just incredible. And if you do it right, and if you do take that intentional time to recharge and have hobbies and interests away from school, then that allows you to stay in the profession um, that long. And so yep. Exactly. Exactly. Enjoy the summer. Yep. So we hope y'all have had some good ideas thrown out here today from us that you can think about the end of the year a little differently and get prepped and prepared. And if you're like me, you have to start over again every day, if not at the middle of the day too, um, with that refresh. But we want to spend some time at this episode just kind of talking through that end of the year stuff. Um, so if you got some more ideas of ways that you celebrate or get through the end of the year, share them out with us. Um, and don't forget, to also share out some salsa for Ross. because Please, please. I want to hear it. <laughs> well, hey, thanks everybody for listening, taking the time. Um, we hope that you took away at least one tip uh, from us today. And, and don't forget to, to believe in yourself. <laughs>